I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. Welcome back, lovelies, to the second part of this woman's health deep dive into our cycles. I am your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales. I'm a longtime multi-certified nutritionist and fitness professional here on the West Coast, and I'm just bringing you my wealth of knowledge and experience from being in this industry for the last decade of my life because it's important for me to share that knowledge to hopefully empower women by bringing practical, well-rounded perspectives to your health journey so that you can make better informed choices for yourself and maybe your family if you have one. I am so glad you're here with me, and I'd love to ask you if you enjoy what you hear in this episode or the previous episodes or future episodes, please share with anyone you think could benefit. Real quick, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you so much for supporting this new podcast. We already have over 250 five-star ratings across multiple platforms, and it means so much to me that you guys are loving it so far. I took a lot of time to put this together with my amazing co-producer, Emily, and we really had this vision and it's so fun to see it coming to life. And this podcast is for you. I want to help you grow in your power, confidently approach this confusing health world and spread the health to others just so that one more resource can be available to anyone who wants to kind of get out of this mystification of the health world that we're dealing with more and more nowadays. So one more time, just thank you so much for tuning in. And I would love for you to share with anybody that you think could benefit from my way of approaching the health world and everything we talk about as well. Okay, back to the episode. In this episode, we're taking a closer look at navigating food and nutrition throughout the stages of your cycle. If you're anything like me, you know how hard it can be to stick to a calorie deficit and your eating healthy goals, so to speak, when your energy levels drop and the cravings set in. To better understand how you can make the best food choices throughout every stage of your period, we're going to take a deep dive together into understanding why you feel the way you do throughout your cycle and how to care for your body when you're feeling the symptoms of hormonal fluctuations. All right, so last episode, we talked a lot about kind of the physiology and science about our cycles. These chats are more oriented towards those of us who are cycling naturally. So this means not on hormonal birth control or any other hormones that might alter your cycle. So with that said, it's extremely important that we are connected to our cycle, not only because it can help you take out all the question marks from stubborn fat loss or different mood swings and energy levels that you can't figure out. And it really brings some well-rounded understanding and better control towards how you move forward with any goals with your health journey. So that's why we're talking about this. That's why I've kind of prioritized it to the beginning of this new podcast is because it's not only one of the most important topics of the last several years, especially now that we've brought a little more focus around it again, but it's also becoming important from multiple angles. For example, I'll tell you a little story. Some of my clients and even myself have realized that as we've started tracking our cycles and kind of making these connections between parts of the month, lower energy, parts of the month, higher energy, how it can affect our training how it can affect our nutrition choices, and in that affect our fat loss goals or whatever that is going on with our bodies. 
it is so important to really connect with yourself, especially as a female to that part of your body, because it is quite literally what is differentiating between a female body and a male body in the sense of physiology. Okay. We're not talking about anything else other than specifically what this system in your body does for you. So we chatted about how important it is for your mood, understanding what that means as correlating to parts of your cycle. This can be put into effect for your goals as well. So if you decide, let's say you have a fat loss goal, you're going to do a lot better to understand the ebbs and flows of each week of your cycle so that it can help you better choose what activities, what foods you're going to eat, how you meal prep throughout that entire month. So if we go back to breaking apart our cycle into those four weeks, it's a lot easier to kind of forecast the month ahead. So starting with your period, you're going to start your early follicular phase. From the moment you start bleeding is day one, like we talked about in the previous um, episode. If you did not listen to that episode yet, I would highly recommend you do it because it is going to give a lot of answers for some of the questions you might be having that I am not giving more details into because we're trying to talk about a different chapter of this topic. So when I'm talking with my clients about how to adjust their nutrition for their early follicular phase, week one, we're going to feel a little less hungry. Sometimes on your cycle or on your bleeding when you're in menses, you might have increases in hunger. It's normal because your body is shedding a bunch of lining, it's bleeding, you're losing nutrients. That is a really important time to eat enough. This is a actually good time to eat red meat because there's a lot more iron in red meat. There's a huge weird stigma around red meat, especially for women, and it has zero scientific basis for a healthy female, especially one that weight lifts. There is nothing about sustainably raised grass-fed red meat that is going to be negative for your health. It's always been about processed meats that are made pumped with nitrates that we do know correlate to cancer. So in that early follicular phase, both weeks of your follicular phase are great times to really hone in on your deficit. So when we're talking about a diet, we are looking at, are you in a caloric or energy deficit? That is usually attained by figuring out what your baseline metabolic needs are day to day. This would be looking at your basal metabolic rate, your total daily energy expenditure, and other sides of thermogenesis, like non-exercise activity thermogenesis and exercise activity thermogenesis, that's the whole equation for figuring out how much you are utilizing energy-wise every day. Once you establish that, you can look to a deficit by subtracting 100 calories all the way to maybe 500 calories if you're going very aggressive. I hardly ever put any clients on that because that would be considered crash dieting. I would really just decrease your calories by 100 to 200 calories every week. And you're eating in that 100 calorie deficit daily for a whole week and then lowering it again. That's a very safe and effective way to instill lasting fat loss. But again, when you're in a deficit, it should be a phase. This is possibly new to some people, but you should never be dieting with no end. That's not a strategic move, especially if you have a goal in mind, you should be setting yourself up for success by better understanding how long are you going to do this deficit for. To clarify, a deficit just means 
if you're looking at your total daily energy expenditure, which is that uh, thermogenesis concept we were just talking about, which is how many calories does your body burn for energy every day? A deficit would be that you're eating less calories than you are expending. I don't usually like putting clients in a deficit, a specific deficit for longer than eight to 15 weeks, 15 weeks max. So we're really not looking for you to be dieting for longer than three or four months. Okay. And even at that, that's quite a while, but some really gentle deficits do well in that three to four month zone. So understanding that is important at first. So figure out for your goal, if you are going to be doing a deficit to instill some fat loss. If your goal is along the lines of rebalancing your hormones, you actually need to determine your total daily energy expenditure and figure out your maintenance calories. And you might actually have to work harder to eat towards those calories. Generally speaking, it's really important to better understand your caloric needs and then your macronutrient needs. And when I'm saying macronutrients, for those who don't know what those are, Macronutrients are the breakdown of the food you eat uh, molecularly. So it's proteins, carbs, and fats. But if you don't understand those things, you're probably underfeeding your body. And our food already is less nutrient dense than it used to be, as well as we have a lot of different environmental toxins and endocrine disruptors in our environment that they are going to also deplete nutrients faster and more frequently, or even just having an upset stomach if you have IBS can really make challenges for your gut to even absorb nutrients. Oftentimes, most of us females, just by how our society guides us is to eating less and eating things that have less calories designed to be lower fat, lower sugar, etc. All of those things aren't innately bad. However, they do contribute to being malnourished in a sense of being overfed, but undernourished. So we're not getting enough nutrients and our bodies are actually depleted in many things that it doesn't have any business being depleted in for how much we actually consume. (laughs) It's really important to understand those sides of things because we sort of just kind of exist thinking that anytime we're under eating, we should be losing weight. And then we get frustrated but it's a much bigger picture than that. And so it's really important for you to first understand, are you eating enough? Are you actually in a deficit if you do want to be in a fat loss zone? Are you eating enough to gain muscle if you want to put on muscle? And putting on muscle is also a goal for balancing your hormones because muscle building is one of the best mechanisms in the body to spiking the proper hormones that will instill change for imbalanced estrogen, imbalanced progesterone, too much cortisol, etc. So in those first two follicular phase weeks, week one and week two, those are your best dieting weeks because you're a little more focused. You don't have as many cravings. You have a lot more energy. So this is a great time to feel yourself almost perfectly to those goals. When you come into week three, week four, food-wise, it's going to be kind of carb-centric. Your body is going to be preparing to shed your lining. It's going to prepare for that entire pretty expensive, quote-unquote expensive (laughs) for your body process. And therefore, it's going to be really hard for you to diet. It's hard to feel like you want to be in a deficit. So strategically, for a lot of women, you might actually do well to inverse your carbs and fats, 
I'll get into this more in depth in a future episode, but what I mean by inversing is that when you establish, if you are somebody who is following macronutrient ratios, which is the total amount of protein, carbs, and fats you're eating out of your total daily calories you're consuming, you want to keep your protein at a consistent number, but your carbs and your fat are more energy nutrients that you can inverse in the sense that you can raise your fats, lower your carbs, raise your carbs, lower your fats, depending on the energy needs of the day. So for example, if you're weightlifting, putting out a lot of energy, or you're doing some high intensity workout class, your body's going to want more carbs and it's going to recover better with more carbs. So you would then lower your fats a little bit and increase your carbs, but staying within those same calorie needs. Opposite is true. You can also, if you have a low energy day, a good strategy is to lower your carbs because you're not utilizing them as much. If you're working from home all day or just you're sick, etc., you can increase your fats and lower your carbs to better meet balanced ratios of energy requirements. If you are following macros, which I highly recommend because they're going to help you with the right body composition that you might be going for. If you're only following calories, odds are you're probably not eating enough protein to maintain lean muscle mass while you're trying to cut fat or for blood sugar regulation, therefore hormone regulation goals. If you're not eating enough protein, again, it's going to send you on a blood sugar ride. It's very strategic for you to almost always have at least 25 to 30% of your calories a day be from protein. Once you have figured that out, you keep your protein the same throughout this entire month. That also then looks like you have carbs and fats that are somewhere around 40% to 30%. So let's say that you're eating at 30% protein of your daily calories. Then you're also having 40% carb and 30% fat. A good strategy for keeping those macronutrients working for you might be to inverse your carbs and fats because those are the energy nutrients. Protein is strictly for energy, muscle building, recovery. I mean, it does a lot of other things too, but we don't look for protein for energy. We look to fats, dietary fats and carbohydrates for energy. For example, your week one, week two, y'all are gonna have your usual 30% of protein and then you're gonna have 40% fat intake 30% carb intake. So technically speaking, you're a little bit lower on the carbs. This is easier to follow in those first two weeks. Your luteal phase, you might do better to inverse those carbs and fats. So now you're having 30% protein, 40% carbs, and 30% fats. These ratios tend to work very well for a lot of my female clients that are cycling. This is something to try out for yourself. And again, not everybody is going to be the same. There's a lot of people who don't process carbohydrates very well. They might do better to stay higher fat the entire month and lower their carbs the entire month. This is something you kind of have to like play with and test for yourself because everything isn't going to work perfectly for one body because we all have unique bodies and all of our bodies were raised with different environments, different traumas, different gut bacteria. Everything is going to influence a person's body as an individual. And then you test out if these blanket statements work for you. So something that is also worth saying as far as how your nutrition can pair with your cycle is I always recommend you do heed your cravings. This doesn't mean go and binge on something like have huge portions or only eat that for five days in a row. But that is saying, if you're craving chocolate and you're in a deficit, eat the chocolate. 
Okay. I'm giving you permission. Eat the chocolate. These are things that we have to start listening to so that our body can know that we are here for it. We take care of it. We are not trying to put it through the ringer and then overfeed it and feel shameful. We need to break that cycle by actually just having the goddamn chocolate when you want it. Okay. And I find this really important for almost all of my clients because We've already been kind of indoctrinated to believe that your discipline directly correlates to your progress. And I'm here to tell you that that never sticks. That is everything I stand for is that you have to learn how to exist in flexibility. Otherwise, it's always going to be a constant bend and break back and forth, success to failure. We have to break out of this cycle because it's not about that. What it's about is how well can you stick to something and how well you can stick is how well you succeed for an overall goal. They always say that the underlying theme of every single diet that works for somebody is adherence. It's just the fact that somebody was able to adhere to the protocols. The problem is with most diets, they don't really look at how do you maintain this for your entire life? Is your individual body going to be able to maintain it your entire life? That usually doesn't put into play the fact that, hey, you're about to have a baby one day, perhaps. Like if you're in your early 20s, in your 30s, you might have a baby. That might change everything in your body. That might change your hormones. That might change your hair texture. It changes so much that it gets shoved aside that that's a whole new chapter then. That's not going to be how your body is going to respond every single time that you are attempting to put it through yet another diet. And one of the issues we have when we kind of ignore our bodies and their signs is that we tend to push through all of these really good feedback symptoms that our body is trying to give us like the cheat code, so to speak, of how to take care of itself. You know what I mean? So if your body is feeling fatigued, I never want to see any of my clients go to the gym and try to push their hardest. If I see that, I see a disconnect to their body and their soul. And it's really hard not to be in that position because we are just really taught, especially to keep up with males in the workforce or keep up with how they can somehow manage to weightlift every single day of the week and get bigger and bigger and not seem to fatigue. But not in a way that we're any weaker. It's actually more of a strength that we are more connected to our bodies and our bodies are talking to us all the time. So that brings me back around to just the fact that listening and learning your menstrual cycle and how it's affecting you in multiple areas, including your nutrition, including your fitness, that is really a love note to your body that like, hey, I'm trying to learn you. I know that I've kind of never been taught or I've always ignored you. I've always tried to mute you. And I'm not listening to your report card that you're giving me every single month. This is your opportunity to start listening to it and learn it and then actually (laughs) respond to the phone call. If in the beginning of the month, for some reason, this cycle is not feeling right for you, don't try to push through and do more like your last month. If this month feels different for you, great time to kind of check in. What am I doing differently? Am I not sleeping well enough? Have I not been eating enough? Have I been eating like crap? Have I been drinking too much? Have there been a lot of work parties? It's the holidays, you know, all these different things 
contribute to what goes on in your menstrual cycle. So I know for me personally, anytime I go off the rails and have a trip, sometimes during my follicular phase where I've drank too much, like I went to New Orleans and I had probably an alcoholic beverage every day because it's New Orleans (laughs) and lots of salty, fatty food that I don't usually eat at all. And It's pretty profound how crappy I felt during my menstrual cycle that next few weeks. So making those connections and really adjusting your goals and your lifestyle go in harmony with your body is so key. Highly recommend it. So that's the whole point of what we're talking about here today, the last episode and the next episode. And probably many future episodes, you're going to hear this topic a lot because I really encourage you to no longer cast aside your own individual body and what it needs from you and what you can do for it. So make sure that you are listening to the symptoms that your body is saying so that it doesn't have to scream at you and you don't have to end up in the hospital to actually listen to it. So going back to our luteal phase topic for this nutrition, we do really want to make sure that you are listening to those symptoms. You're heeding your cravings, but not to the extent that it's overdoing it. And that tends to be best by getting a little bit like a serving or two of, let's say, chocolate, for example, eating it, drinking some water, hanging out. If you're still craving it, maybe have a little more, but oftentimes you're no longer craving it anymore. And I know for myself, I usually start getting hit with the cravings towards day 20 of my cycle or so. And I still have a significant amount of time in my luteal phase until I bleed. So sometimes you have to kind of adjust your workouts and adjust your meal preparation. Or if you feel in your luteal phase, lower energy, this is possibly a strategic time for you to order pre-prepared meals so that you can stay on track. For a lot of us, um, especially if our hormones are out of sync or out of balance, this is a really smart time for you to prepare ahead for your craving version of you and get the house stocked with things that are going to support those same goals for your health. That's going to be a better solution for the luteal phase because you will get cravings if you're naturally cycling during those weeks. That is just the mechanism at which our body is preparing to replenish nutrients that are about to get lost. So wrapping this whole chat up, I hope you can better understand that your follicular phase and your luteal phase can strategically be meshed with your nutrition for whatever goal you have. It is very person to person, yes, But at the same time, some of the same rules stand for always keeping your protein at a good, healthy percentage of your daily calories because it's going to help your blood sugar. And that is ideal for almost all longevity goals, whether it is fat loss or muscle gain or hormone balancing, etc. And being okay with the fact that when you start to listen to your body better, you probably are going to have slightly slower progress for fat loss, for example. Sometimes you actually have better progress because as you may have seen on women's health focused media sources, there's the buzz phrase of working out too hard in your luteal phase or right before your period might be stalling your fat loss. Yes, it totally can because sometimes it has an inverse reaction to your hormones when you're overexerting during a time where you should be kind of rest and digesting. So I often will tell a lot of my clients, it is really important for you to listen to 
what part of your cycle you're at so that you can adjust the food choices to reduce your food anxiety and make sure that your body feels nourished in each phase. Yes, sometimes that means your deficit is no longer a perfect deficit, but that's okay because overall it's not about the day-to-day or the one day. It's about multiple weeks strung together where you are hitting that deficit goal. And some days it's okay if you're a little bit over on calories. Like say one day around your period, you actually ate 2,000 calories, but your deficit is 1,600 calories. Over the next three days, increase your deficit, the 400 calorie difference. That whole week now is still in a deficit. Just make sure that you're not eating foods that are going to crazily spike your blood sugar because, of course, that's going to make it much harder for you to stay in a fat burn zone. Again, kind of a deeper topic for another time. But it's important to understand that one day of a mess up is never worth throwing in the towel or just completely binging the whole rest of the weekend and saying, I start again on Monday. You can strategically eat to your cycle and learn your body and make it happier and happier throughout this entire process for you with whatever your health goal is as far as understanding what it's asking for and what you can do in each week. All right, lovelies, that is all for today. I hope that that was helpful for you and you kind of better understand how to approach your nutrition and your goals with your menstrual cycle. Next episode, I will be dropping tips for how you can adjust your fitness and your training to better match your cycle. Again, I would absolutely love it if you recommended and shared this episode with your friends, with your family, whoever you think could benefit from hearing it. And I hope you have a kick-ass week ahead. I will catch you next Sunday. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Rebel Wellness. If you loved what you heard and you are ready to take your wellness journey to the next level, follow me on Instagram at CoachByKales for daily nuggets of health and fitness wisdom. We release new episodes weekly on Sundays, so be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an update. As always, lean into your strength, walk with confidence, and celebrate your nourishment. We'll catch you next Sunday on Rebel Wellness.